Mike check. One, two. Count, use your word. Hey, you. That's original freedom. Welcome to the Original Freedom Podcast. I'm not going to use that cheesy-ass voice either. Don't worry about it. My name is Scott <laughs> Spooner. I'm sitting here with my brother, Tom. Tom Spooner, obviously, is my brother and um, our business partner and partner in crime, Nate Horgan. And we just really want to introduce the show, um, let you know what we are about, what the show's about, and what to expect uh, in the future. So that's the goal here. Um, we are new to this, so if uh, we stumble from uh, time to time, bear with us. We'll have it figured out by the 10th or 12th episode, I think. <laughs> Maybe. We're fast learners. Um, first and foremost, talk about the name, Original Freedom. Um, I know if it would be obvious that a couple of uh, Extreme Berets, members of Delta Force, uh, veterans, that when referring to freedom, it would be associated with patriotism. Red, uh, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. All right. Uh, Which we yet, do love. What's that? Which we do love. Here, here. Um, yet, in relationship to the name of the show, the name being the Original Freedom Podcast and also Original Freedom Consulting, it's all about personal freedom, um, which has nothing to do with any government. Uh, it has to do with a human being that is, is, lives at choice, meaning... I'm choosing who I am, where I am, why I am, and what I am at all times. It uh, doesn't mean I'm going to have a happy life or a sad life. I'm going to have a life where I'm going to be centered because I'm choosing and I'm no longer a victim. Uh, our tagline being more powerful humans. And what I want to clear up up front is that the term power uh, is not associated with what normally power would be. People think about a powerful CEO or a, a powerful nation or a powerful ruler um, when we speak of power here, we're talking about the difference between two different emotions um, that sit at polar opposites, one being love and one being fear. And everything that comes from a force of fear, uh, excuse me, everything that comes from uh, emotion of fear-based and fear-based being afraid, prideful, angry, um, all these things are negative. People use force when they're in these states. Powerful people are courageous people. And the first positive emotion that we have is courage. It is a gateway to all things that are great um, and all things that enable us to feel and uh, experience an enriched life. So when we say more powerful humans, we mean we want more of you out there to retrieve, possess your own power, to live a more fulfilled life. Um, and at the end of the day, we're going to do that through this podcast, through the consulting services, through, I'm sure, at some point writing a book or two. Um, we've got a lot to say about all this. Yet, before we get into all that, um, I think it'd be cool if we introduced ourselves a little bit deeper um, than I did. With that said, <laughs> Tom, who are you? How you doing? Uh, my name's Tom Spooner. Uh, that's what they call me. I call him. <laughs> Some people call him that. Some, <laughs> Some people call him other things. Yeah, I, uh, just a short background. You know, uh, grew up in a little town in South Florida. Graduated high school in 1988. Hey, you tried to I get, try, I tried to get tried 10 years on me. I'm the old soul here. But uh, I uh, graduated in 88. Uh, joined the military in uh, 1990. Uh, right at the Gulf War. Experienced the Gulf War as a private in the 82nd Airplane Gang, which was a whole lot of fun. Airborne? I was in the, uh, all the way. Oh, and, well played. <laughs> and uh, I was there for five years, uh, from 90 to 95. And then uh, from there, I went to 
Special Forces Q course was became an 18 Charlie, which you are very familiar with yourself. It, indeed, sir. And then um, from 96 to 2001, I was in 7th Special Forces Group, uh, deployed to Central and South America many times, uh, had a lot of good times, a lot of good people, um, yeah, did a bunch of good stuff. And then 2001, uh, made it out at Delta, went to selection, made it in 2001 to 2011 to when I retired. I was out at Delta. I ended up doing 40 months time of combat, uh, 12 deployments. Uh, I got my fill. You had a hell of a run. I had a, I had a hell of a run. And you got yeah. all your bits and pieces. And I did. I was very fortunate, very no. blessed. And uh, so got out in 2011 and uh, did a lot of training, consulting, uh, mainly with law enforcement and military, because uh, I really needed to do that a lot still. It was good for me. It was good to give back. Uh, I did that for a while. Got into the leadership development piece along with it a little bit. And then, uh, and then it ended up here. And that, uh, I think, I think you left out one small part there. Ended up here, yeah. During that time, what else you got going on right now? Tell us a little bit about Warrior's Heart. <coughs> yeah. So um, one of one of the big uh, passions in my life is, uh, and always has been since '92. You know, is uh, sobriety. Uh, again, not pushing that on anybody. You know, uh, we ain't against drinking. <laughs> big part of our communities. Uh, just, just against it for me, I'm one of those guys that uh, whenever I drink, I, uh, I have an allergic reaction. How so? I break out. And what? I break out in handcuffs. <laughs> As you time. can see, we've had this show on the road for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, a big passion of mine. You know, most of my military career, uh, you know, I was very active, you know, in being sober, helping guys out, helping myself out, you know, maintaining that way of, way of living and also being a badass commando. It was... Uh, I'll vouch very, for it. Very fortunate. And um, so back to what you're saying about with Warrior's Heart. So, you know, uh, created the only um, drug and alcohol rehab, uh, paying special attention to PTSD and mild TBI uh, for military, uh, active duty and veterans, and first responders, only one in the nation. And that's been going on for right at two and a half years. We've had about 400 folks come through and... Uh, yeah, been really successful, and that's that was the part I left out. Indeed, it's a big part helping affect uh, the the entire nation as it relates to taking care of those who serve, not just military, but everybody on the front lines. So enough about me. Scott. <clears throat> I, we'll let Nate be the judge of that. <clears throat> was that enough about Tom? Well, we'll get into more of that as we move forward. But yeah, I mean, it's a good one over the world. Is if you could fit it into, you know, a couple minutes. But obviously, both you guys come from extremely decorated backgrounds and doing a lot within, you know, your military careers, but also here, um, in leadership, personal development and that. And with that, I mean, I think it's only right to, for you to try to attempt to modestly talk about yourself for a second and then I'll fill in any gaps that you got. <laughs> well, Tom just did a, a, a great job of that because there's a hell of a lot more to learn about him. Yep. Um, Happened to grow up in the same town Tom did. Man, it's my, it's my crack at humor. Um, South Florida, uh, I graduated in 92, enlisted you know, in the Army, I'd say uh, childhood. I, uh, uh, senior year would have been voted most likely to be dead in a ditch uh, yeah. if I was going to win anything. I would have voted for that one. You would have, and you also would have been a recent recipient, your damn self. 
Um, <laughs> prior to that, you know, That's growing true. up down south uh, in the swamps with the gators, um, and then ended up on the coast and turned into a bit of a redneck surfer. Um, had, a, had a great time, went to high school four years straight. That means every summer. Uh, as well, <laughs> and I maxed out the public education you system. You always you damn right, Tom. You know? Actually, what I found out is that the crazy partiers were all in summer school because that was just a place to plan a party. Uh, at any rate, got out of there and joined the military um, in '92. Uh, similar paths, exact same paths, uh, damn near. Tom and I had. Uh, I was in the 82nd Airborne as well for uh, about two and a half years. Didn't stay there too long. I uh, went to the Special Forces uh, selection in 96, got my Green Beret in 97, was in 18 Charlie as well. Um, spent four years, spent a year on a water team in third group, in, uh, third Special Forces group, and then did about three years on a free fall team, left there, went and taught explosives for three years at this qualification course, that's where... For those of you out there that aren't familiar, it's where folks come through to get their Green Beret. Yeah. Uh, and I've taught there for three years and then left there and volunteered one more time and went to go be a heavy breacher out in Delta. Uh, spent my last almost six years out there and um, finished that up. I had 17 years in military, got out chasing a dream, go be an entrepreneur. And uh, that's led to starting a couple different companies and uh, the last one being... Um, personal development leadership development company called uh, back then RLS reflective leadership solutions and I did that was I've done nothing but work in the private sector um, for the last six plus years about six years um, doing nothing but taking all of my military experience coupling it with my experience in sobriety and personal development and then learning how to adapt it properly into what corporate America actually can use from our old world mm. um, and then uh, luckily ended up back in bed with you Indeed. Uh, a few months ago when we decided to uh, kick off this new venture um, of spreading the word um, via our our experience to the masses uh, as it relates to what is possible when it comes to human potential. Yeah. And that's a big thing to me that you mentioned is that it's all, everything that we're going to be talking about, everything that we're going to be doing is all 100% based on experience. Right. Nothing, yeah, no theories, no, no none of that stuff. I mean, yeah, we'll be interviewing people and have really cool people on the show and, uh, very exciting, interesting people. Oh, I'm sure. For sure. Characters, and, if you will. <laughs> yeah. But the, but coming back to it is, uh, it's all experience-based. Like you, like what the old saying is, is, hey, you can argue with opinions, but you can't argue with my experience. You know, so that that's really the big important thing to me that we're bringing to the table uh, to everyone that's listening, you know, is that everything that we're going to be talking about is experience-based. And I think it's cool that it, it spans both military and the private sector <clears throat> because it's not like we got out in 2010, 2011 for you yeah. and said, hey, let's start a park, uh, podcast, right? right? Yeah. Um, we've been grinding um, eight, years. eight years apiece, a combined 16 years in the private sector doing everything from um, setting up nonprofits, running nonprofits, setting up rehabs. Um, 
pistol carbine running pistol carbine courses consulting to the nuclear power industry with my old explosive background to sitting down and consulting to folks that have an MBA from Harvard or Kellogg's Business School to multi-billion dollar executives, um, all from guys that uh, barely graduated Most high school. Most likely to not succeed. Yeah, and damn sure don't have a college degree, and that's not down in it. It's, all, it's more so uh, to reinforce the fact that anything truly is possible if it's believable in the mind of the, of the person who's doing it. And uh, our belief in ourselves uh, and what we had to offer is translated into a lot of success in the private sector. Um, and we now have the experience uh, in, in our belief system required to come speak with a level of authority um, because it comes from a place of not concept, of not I read it in a book. It's like, no, it's gritty. We've not only been gritty on the battlefield, we've now been gritty in the boardroom. Um, so as Tom said, uh, if we don't have experience in it, we we're not going to talk about it. Um, we'll that, bring somebody else. Yeah, in. we'll bring somebody else in that does, <laughs> and ask them about it, and have them teach us, because that's another big part of this show. That's what it's all about. Um, is to learn uh, and share positive experience and, and the how. Um, it's one thing for folks. Uh, hey, you just need to find your courage. You just need to just fucking do it. Yeah. Right. It's just well, if I could have fucking done it, I already would have. Yeah. Um, so it's about, why can I not do that's it? right. You know, how can we share not only our experience, but the experience of our network? Um, and then really the combined experience of the nation that we are building, Yeah. which our desire, our BHAG, right. Is just to build this massive nation of free people, um, that support one another as well. Um, and are independent yeah. yet choose to be around like-minded people. Right. That's the best way I know to describe it. It's like totally independent, free thinkers, yet a whole room full of them. And they actually allow others to, and it's belief sharing, not debating. Exactly. Right. And that's the important thing is like being able to, like we've done throughout our lives, whether it was in the military, whether it was in the civilian world, wherever, is enabling people to maximize their own truth and their own potential. You know, and because everybody's like, oh, follow your passion, follow your truth. The first thing with me is like, I didn't know what it was. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you need to follow your truth. It was like, okay, you know, I'm going to follow my truth. I didn't know what it was. Didn't know how to, I didn't even know how to acquire it and stuff, you know. So all the things that we've been through in our lives and all the teachers that we've had that gave us experience-based knowledge that carried us through the lessons learned, you know, that's all the stuff that we're talking about. One thing that I want to hit on, just since we're not too far removed from your guys' background, is even just for those that do know who you guys are that are coming to the show, um, and they would already know probably, but for those that are new to it too, um, I think one of the coolest things that you guys had done together as brothers, and I think is extremely important to your background and talking about it, is really the effort that you guys came together and started a dialogue on something within the military community that um, was extremely important yet not really talked about, didn't have a whole lot of awareness and just wanted to kind of bring everybody into that. Cause I know for me, having gotten to know you guys um, and for, like I said earlier, those that have seen you guys together in the past, it's something that, a lot of people can draw back to. So just take me through and, and the other people that are new to this, 
of what exactly that was. Yeah, so uh, I'll kick it off. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the, uh, you must. Yeah, so it was, you know, I mean, different principles that have held true in my life. And, and if I say my life, I mean Scott's too. I mean, we've, we've followed the, the same principles done differently, but the same principles of that, uh, you know, we, we have to continue to serve. You know, we, we've known that. We've lived a life of service. We enjoy serving. Uh, it's in our DNA to serve. And, uh, and we're actually some pretty decent teachers. I think yes. we're damn good teachers. <laughs> yeah, so I think we. I, I agree. I'm gonna put us world class. That, I'll, I'll agree to that one too. Excellent. So, with those <clears> principles <throat> in mind, you know, one of the big things, and through again back to our own experience, you know, I had a huge amount of struggles, and Scott did too, with uh, PTSD and TBI. You know, and uh, what Nate was alluding to, you know, is when we got out, uh, we really, I, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I mean, we had our own kind of struggles going on, and it's like. And we have to do something about this, you know. And uh, so, obviously, that I became, we became aware of it. You know, the veteran suicide rate at the time, twenty-two a day. It's like two thousand twelve, right? Yes, I think it was around two thousand twelve. And um, we're like, hey, we got to do something about this. So the interesting thing is, is that uh, you know, coming from the communities that we come from, guaranteed, you know, fifty percent at minimum. We're going to be vehemently opposed <laughs> to what we would be doing as far as like where we came from to come out and talk about uh, PTSD and traumatic brain injury and chemical dependencies uh, coming from the communities we came from because no one talks about that stuff. Uh, not then. They do now. Not, not then. Not then. There was, yeah. no, there was no one from our community um, sure. talking about that. And again... Uh, it, it, we had no personal gain. There was no, like, hey, trying to start. We really didn't know what we were doing, just knew something needed to be done. We, just through our own learnings, you know, it's like, hey, in order to get through something and promote something, hey, you got to talk about it, you know. And uh, so that was the first thing is, hey, you got to talk about it. You got to try to help people serve, you know. And uh, and so we did, you know, um, again, without a plan, like with most of the things that are in our life. We got a whole podcast on that, actually. Yeah, we do. Is um, is that hey, we got to do something, so we did. So we started, came out and talked about it, and uh, and then we got the results that we thought. You know, fifty uh, percent of people were you know just behind us all the way. Hey, thank you for saying what you were saying. Fifty percent were like, hey, don't be a sissy, you know, <laughs> or. Uh, or hey, don't don't you don't need to talk about that kind of stuff, and that's okay. You know, back to the point of being independent and being free. It's like especially free in this country. I mean, I can be, say, and do whatever I want, as long as what I've been in the limits of the law. And um, but that's how we got it kind of kicked off and going. You want to jump in on that? Yeah, I mean, you actually bring up a couple of good points. It's kind of a cool opportunity for me to think about um, and to point out that soldiers actually aren't free. Yeah. Uh, to speak their mind. This is us taking advantage of, not being advantage out. of, being out and actually uh, exercising our, our right as uh, Americans to speak freely. Here we are. Doing as soldiers, it, right? you, you give as, up as, those as, rights. Uh, you give up those rights as a soldier. You can't speak about negatively about the president or about the government. You go to jail right. <laughs> for these things. Willingly give up those rights. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, when you do it at 18, you don't know what you're giving up. I can tell you. I'll speak for myself. <laughs> you, you found out shortly thereafter. Well, here's the thing. I just didn't know, so I didn't know yeah. any better. Ignorance is bliss. Right. 
um, until 2009. Then I woke up. Some of the, the bullshit yet. Um, to add some some more color to the, the veteran PTSD suicide uh, TBI awareness piece, there was a documentary made on Tom and I. Um, that was a full blown 18 minute tearjerker, you know. Um, so it wasn't just like we said, hey, we got issues. We broadcasted it to anyone who could see it yeah, in, on in the, the internet. internet. Uh, we did multiple podcasts at the time with yeah. another organization. Um, and the, the end, that's a great opportunity to talk about dependency over independency because see if we were dependent upon what our brethren thought of us if we were dependent upon what people it. we wouldn't have done it because we know that they're going to judge us negatively um so that's what a free action is like it's it's, it's not that uh it requires a lot of courage because it was scary because there I, will be consequences yeah no different than this is equally i wouldn't say equally scary because yeah. I'm, I'm to way to a point of my give a shit meters way in a different spot than it was then um Yet, this is another opportunity where, we're, you know, when I published my first book, it was like when I hit send to the publisher, I'm agreeing to be judged by the world. Yeah. Right? And then we agreed to be judged by our own communities, and now here we are again. And what we've proved out over time is that uh, following our passion, following our truth as it relates to what needs to be done to help others must be done. Um, and that's our pain to endure, so to speak, because the, the other truth, the flip side of that coin is, um, I can say with certainty, he's, he's not sitting here right now, but I'm getting ready to go on a gig with a guy who probably was one of the ones calling us a sissy five, six years ago, right. who's now behind a microphone speaking his truth on behalf, right, yeah. of himself, what he's gone through. Um, and so I can say with confidence that I know that you and I started what is now a beautiful outpouring of support and awareness around that. And I, you know, I feel confident saying that. Absolutely. And the beauty of that is, you know, just, we all know that awareness precedes change, you know, without awareness, there is no change. So we, we brought about the awareness and other folks, you know, joined in also. And then the beauty of it is, is like, Hey, awareness without a solution is uh, that sucks too you know so oh, that's frustration yeah because it's like hey yeah we we all know there's a problem you made us very aware that there's a problem and like hey what are we doing about it and we've always been solution-based folks you know what i mean that's always been in our dna also is like hey what's the solution what about whatever about identifying the problem but hey then getting after it in the solution and thank god i mean there's like tons of organizations out there now that are solution action based organizations that are saving guys and gals lives uh, you know by the day you know so it's pretty pretty big thing to be proud of i think what's awesome about that story is that to me it's something that a lot of people can relate to when thinking about kind of being locked down into what they want to do whether it's being afraid of what a loved one's going to think of, what, you know, their buddies are going to think of, their their friends, their family, that kind of thing, of their decision of what they want to do, if it's pursuing a dream or, um, or something like that. You know, you talked about being free and, and not being dependent. What are some other things that went into that decision, um, you know, that you think relate to that kind of scenario that people would be playing out right now? You know, I, I'd take the last, definitely the last six years of my life experience working in, in corporations. Um, 
and my own life experience coupled with that. <clears throat> and the theme for, I'd say, that's the 80-20 rule is always present. You know, I'd say that 80, probably closer to 90% of the people um, that I come in contact with, whether it's in a group setting or one-on-one -on -one guidance, um, it is the absolute lack of power that they have in their lives. And, and, and the power that they lack is a power to choose and speak their own truth. Yeah. Because the truth is, in most cases, the average, I am, I'm going to go with the mass here because yeah. I've, I've fucking seen it. You know, 80% are in, they're settling in life. And they're incapable of addressing poor behavior that they're putting up with from their boss, from a coworker, from a friend, from a spouse, from a loved one. They're giving away part of who they are in trade to keep something else that they are now dependent upon keeping. So people are in a job, and the truth is, if this person had a guarantee somewhere else, a, a, a net, a soft place to land, they'd leave that organization because they're not happy. They're not fulfilled. They're putting up with bullshit. They're not in an environment that really supports who they are, what they are, why they are, and they know this. And what they don't know is because they know this, they're secretly miserable because hmm. they're settling because the, into their boss's face, so to speak, it's this everything's cool. What they'd really like to say, they don't. So they're living inauthentically, and that's torturous to the soul, right? And so I see, I've seen this across the board, getting people and giving, inspiring them to have the courage to speak their truth, right? Because what leads, it's just a level, it's a feeling, it's, a, it's truly a freedom, and I live my life this way. Um, and, and knowing that, we have the recipe on how to live free. And, and I hit a point after six years, it's like, how do I scale? I beat my head up against the wall. I have my clients telling me, Scotty, what are you going to do? There's only so much time in a day. And I said, yeah, I'm maxed out. Um, and I had a limited belief system at that time. And I said, well, I'm just going to do the best I can because I was not confident in the e-space, right? And then the, the great digital internet world, world, digital world, yeah, digital world. Um, and as, as, uh, fortune would have it, you know, the right people showed up and I began to see the potential and what we could do. Um, and also basing that off of what I see out in the marketplace now in the podcast world as to what's there, uh, was never about us starting and being better than anyone. We're unlike anyone that's out there. So how are we going to be better? I will tell you that we're going to be different. Yeah, than sure. anything that you'll find there. You'll be the judge. Uh, the listener will be the judge on whether or not it's better. Uh, and, I, and I can tell you what we're not going to be. We're not going to be what you'd expect from two guys who are Green Berets, members of Delta Force. Um, and I say that on behalf of Tom because mm -hmm. there are social and cultural norms out there that Hollywood's created and that a lot of loudmouths within organizations have created as well and, and, and superlified, if that's even the, the right way to... That's not even... What the hell was that? It sounded good, though. Superlified. You convinced me that was a word. Yeah, that was not... A, that's not a word, but it should be. They have... Well, some personify the arrogant yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, that's not going to be here. This is not about us beating our chest about the times past and the good old glory days. Actually, the worlds we came from taught us that no one gives a damn what you did yesterday. No one. What did you do today? You know, that's why I say it's after 16 years of experience out in the private sector. Now we're ready to talk about it. Now we're ready because we're not just going to bring 
old war stories to ooh and ah yeah. From time to time, we might drop yeah, one or two. Yeah, because they're funny. Because, and to, yeah, Tom's a great, his, oh yeah, he's a good storyteller. <laughs> um, what we want to stay involved in is a solution. Yeah. And it's a universal solution to a global epidemic, which is humans not living to their full potential. Yeah. And I know we can do that because we have experience in it. Yeah. And there's no one way our way. There is the way that we can share for you that worked for us and the guests that we can bring in that can enrich your lives with tried and true methods. And, and they bet any, any guest of ours will have failed a lot to yeah. get where they are. That's the requirement. Absolutely. Failure is a price tag of success. Mm. Hell, I was going to write a book called Fuckcess. It's catchy. <laughs> U-C-C-E-S-S. Somebody's going to take that. I still might. I already bought the fucking domains. <laughs> All right? I, I, I did. They're mine. It was a gift, Brad. I'm keeping it. Yet, you know, <clears throat> and also to demonstrate the power of vulnerability um, as yeah. it relates to it not being a zero-sum game because that's one of the things we always have to deal with working with other veterans and then other males in life. And now for me, other high-power female executives. Yeah. It's for the most part the same thing, this sense of bravado, this sense of I have to be, if, I, if I'm this way right here, if I show any weakness, well, then I'm screwed. No, it's a, I get to be all things. I can be vulnerable honest, open, transparent, share my struggles and flip the fucking switch and pull in the old toolkit. And I know fucking if anybody needs to get back to back, well, fucking I'm in. Yeah. So to speak, right? Yeah, that's not, that. that's the exception. Yeah. We're free now, you know, and that's also a message to, to share. It's like, it, we're unlimited. Even folks in the military, we're going to spend a lot of time propping up um, the enlisted soldier moving forward. Yeah. And especially the enlisted spec ops soldier, who's some of the best thinkers, problem solvers, leaders on the face of this planet yeah. uh, that businesses and corporations should be benefiting from. Yet there's a myth about um, who, what, and why you should hire ex-military. Uh, yeah. These are some of the things we're going to talk about on future podcasts as well that are extremely important. Yeah. And the other thing is like, Another thing that we're not, you know, is that, uh, and we're not this, I mean, it sells, uh, but it has no value long term. And that's a pep rally, rah, rah, you know, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's in inspirational. It's kind of motivating. You know what I mean? I mean, some, some of it's motivating. Some of it. And, um, but it's that, what they talk about, it's got that sunburn effect. It's like, hey man, you know, get me all inspired. Yes, I want to change my life. Hey, I want to do different. I want to be more motivated and stuff. About a month and a half later, you know what I mean? I, I got nothing. I'm back to my old ways. You know what I mean? So many people that are out there in this space are not giving folks the tools that they need to walk their path on their own. You know, I mean, with help. You know what I mean? We're always seeking help and, and utilizing guides and mentors and that kind of stuff. But it's, but you know, the biggest thing is lacking the tools. Like, I mean, just what we do in the tactical world is like our our goal is to show up, give instruction, which our instruction is just experience-based knowledge, you know, and so that you will never have to suffer us again, <laughs> you know. It's like we'll give you the, you know what I mean, lay out yeah. the, all the tools in the toolbox right there at your feet, teach you how to use them, and then move on, like, and live your life free. Well, you guys bring up something, you know, the, the concept that, a lot of people will be surprised, you know, no, coming from your experience and what 
original freedom, what the show, what we do is going to be all about. And you guys have used a lot of words that don't have double meanings, but like from that experience, people would think means something else. And so like courage is one that you had talked about earlier that I think falls in that category that like is a buzzword that, you know, boom, you immediately think of physical danger if you think of life and death or something like that yet it's something that is intertwined in a lot of what you guys talk about having been around you talk more about like how that relates to everyday type of thing what like what is courage what role does it play in being originally free it's automatically assumed especially from individuals uh like us that courage is always associated with bravery and bravery and battlefield and physical danger. Um, and the irony of that is the major, I would say 98% of the folks that we served with are more than ready and willing to be courageous as it relates to physical danger. These are people that'll go get in a gunfight right now. These are people that'll go throw down and win. That's why I roll with them. Um, those same people are absolutely terrified to the point of being crippled and their ability to expand and experience life after the military by any other danger. And the thing is, is they don't know the difference between scary and dangerous. They willingly have the courage to do things that are dangerous and they avoid the things that are scary. And what is that? Taking up a new career putting down the carrying a gun for a living and going and chasing a passion and starting a company. Repurposing. Repurposing themselves because they have the tools. They could, I, I know plenty of folks that could go spend two years working in a $50 million company and end up the COO two or three years later. Yeah. Easy breezy because they have the ability to problem solve, plan, lead, <laughs> make decisions, take action, train, develop, all the stuff that they're world class at. And so the courage that is required there now let's take it a step further. Most lack the courage to look another grown human being in the eye and say, hey, I'm disappointed in your performance. I need you to do better, and here's why. And so lack of courage means that we have all of this inauthenticity going around. And any given Sunday, so to speak, in any given business, in any given relationship, mm-hmm. the level of authenticity, and I did this, I did this example with a client not too long ago. I was sitting in a um, room that had about 50 people in it, all clients, and uh, the senior executives were in the back of the room. The frontline leadership was the, the bulk of that 50 people. And, uh, and I said, so authenticity means, and by the way, it takes courage to live authentically because authentically means speaking my truth from here. My head and heart is aligned. I don't twist it right here to make it more palatable, to make you like me, to make you not be upset with me. I just let it flow with respect, of of course. And if that's what authenticity is and if that requires courage, and it does, I said that being what authentic is as it relates to you at work, I'm going to start at level one authentic. 100% means you speak your truth with courage all the time. One is rarely to never. And I'm going to count up. Everyone put your hands up. And they did. They put their hands up. One, two, three, four. Hands started coming down at five. By the time I hit eight, all hands were down. And they self-admitted in a courageous way 
that at work, their average as those 50 people was about a 6.5. Now, it doesn't correlate exactly, yet what that does lead to is at least, let's say, 35% of the time, they're lying. Not being true. They're not telling the truth. And the executives in the back of the room, I said, so isn't this interesting? You people up front complain that the people in the back don't listen to you, but you just admitted that you lied on 35% of the time, and they're using that information to make strategic plans. Lack of courage is at the root of why that exists. And that has nothing to do with taking a punch, shooting anybody, being shot at, or anything cool. It has to do with going, I'm actually going to tell you how I feel about you and why. And you know what? If you don't like that, then maybe I'm in the wrong place. If you can't handle the truth delivered in respect, maybe I'm in the wrong relationship. Maybe I'm in the wrong job. At the root of all this, there's no courage. People fall, fall short whenever they say, I'm going to have that talk with Nate tomorrow. You and I have done this, okay? Immediately. It, 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 and that's why there's an old saying, hey, when's the best time to fire somebody? The minute you know. Yeah. And because everyone knows all of these things are emotionally painful, they require courage, and they're easy to put off. Yet the price tag of that is I walk around in the back of my mind knowing that I'm a coward. Yeah which plays into my self-esteem, which plays into the rest of my life, right? So lack of courage equates to lack of power, of course, because I have to have courage to break these barriers and bonds and belief systems to regain the power I need to live 100% truth at all times. So courage is everything, and most people are lacking it as it relates to the ability to be honest with those around them. Getting back to the original freedom, you know, and all the stuff that we're doing here is about like, hey, that's all great, Scott. Heard you say all that stuff. I'm inspired. I'm like, yeah, man, like I'm going to be courageous. Like, how in the hell do I do that? You know, without going around and telling everybody, you know, beating them to death with the truth. You know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll end up by uh, yeah, with I mean, not too many friends. But you know what I mean? Most of us, you know, we had, well, I know you and know me, we didn't have those kind of teachers. We didn't have those kind of people that, hey, man. Why don't you try this? Because the biggest thing about courage is, number one, knowing my purpose. You know what I mean? Knowing what I believe. You know I mean? And how do I even know my truth? You know? And it's like, hey, how do, I, how do I even get to that? You know, when I'm looking at repurposing my life or I'm looking for younger folks, you know what I mean? I'm looking at starting my life. Hey, who am I? What do I believe in? I mean, where am I at and where am I going? You know? And um, Where am I incongruent? Yeah, and where is that not being lined up? And, and, and what are the tools, tactics, techniques that I can use to navigate all of that unknown? The unknown being in myself, you know? And um, you, you just brought up a great point in that, I'll put it to you this way, anyone including myself giving Tom a pat on the back for being a badass operator is kind of like thinking Colonel Sanders for cooking chicken. Exactly. Right? Because that's, that's what he does. <laughs> it's not to say it's not admirable. It's no. not to say any of that. Yet, to hold on to nothing but that would mean you wouldn't have done anything that you've done the last eight years. No. Right? And, and that's the point that we make. And, and specifically for, for you know folks that are leaving the military – Yet it applies to everyone. Yeah, everyone hits a point in their in their life um, where they need they don't need they feel like they need to repurpose. Yeah. And it's not about we talk about this. It's not about rebuilding 
Um, it's just you have this new purpose and you need to go fulfill it. Um, and it always requires change and change is always scary. Yeah. The biggest uh, the little saying over the years come up with here is, you know, let the pain tell you what to do and let the fear show you where to go. Anytime I have pain, it's because I have incongruence in my life. In my heart, I know I should stay. In my heart, I know I should leave. In my heart, yet in my head, whether it's anyone to call it ego, the whatever it is, you know, I'm not doing it. And the one thing I've learned is from the point of me knowing I should do something to the point I actually take action on it, I'm going to suffer because I'm, I'm incongruent. It's actually a first point of integrity. It's a head and heart alignment. I am, I'm, I'm out of alignment. And so it's easy to play to the old game. It's easy to stay with what was natural and what was easy. Yet it's scary and there's never a net. So let the pain tell me where to, you know, what to do. I'm in pain. Let the fear show me where to go because always what I need to do is the scariest, not dangerous, the scariest choice of them all. And with guys like us, it's usually finances. Like, hey, there's no guarantee the business idea is going to work. There's no guarantee. Or, hey, there's no guarantee the relationship's going to work out. Another big one from, you know, hey, I, I have my baggage there. Um, so learning to live life in a way that provides you the courage required and necessary to evolve past and continue to become, continue to lead in a different way, continue yeah. to be a warrior at home, continue to be all these other things, right? Not what you were, you know, become the potential of who you are. And the big thing too about courage is, uh, and it's always confused, like, what does that feel like? You know, it's like, hey, if I'm getting ready to have to, hey, I'm going to have to be courageous. Like, I, usually, what does that mean? Like, usually what that means is like, hey, I don't want to do it. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it usually means I'm filled with anxiety, fear, you know, whether terror. that's rear, terror, you know what I mean? All of that stuff. That's usually what it feels like. So whenever it comes comes back to, hey, what is courage? Courage is action, period. I mean, it, it is an act. It is a action meaning like I'm either doing something or I have to say something, but it's requiring of me to take action on it. But what it feels like is all that other negative stuff I'm just wanting to avoid it you know what I mean uh, usually in anything else in life that I get to feeling anxious about or fearful about or man I really don't want to have to do this because it's so uncomfortable even if it, that maybe that's just a factor it's like yeah it takes courage I mean a decision to take action you know what I mean to do what I know needs to be done based off of my purpose, truth. purpose, and my and truth. truth. Yeah, we you fucked know. that one up. <laughs> no, no. I thought we were gonna nail it with a little. Yeah, sign it was, we were almost there. Is that? But Freak was, sync was off. Send me an earth. That's it. Only a few of you will get that one. <laughs> well, to leave them with at least one story, and it's something that I thought really applied to, you know, what you guys have been talking about with courage. I'd heard Scott tell it before about. I think you were on. I think you were in the middle of, just, shit hitting the fan, and you had an interpreter with you. I was trying to be badass, but hard ass. Like, no, I'm good. We're already like, gonna get into war stories. It's a quick one. I just think it, it, did, it did really well with what we were talking Fair about. Enough. <laughs> There's no glamour in this. No. It's, it's actually just an opportunity that <clears throat> highlights absolutely puts a magnifying glass on the power of when I or anyone has the opinions of others over that that of themselves. Right. Um, 
So the situation was this. I had babysitting duty that night for the interpreter who doesn't have a gun, um, which means for those of you who don't get that. So imagine taking someone who doesn't have a gun, who has no military training, onto the battlefield to be responsible for your life and their life in a gunfight. Exactly. (laughs) So I had this, and it was a brand new term. I think it was his first mission with us. And um, we ended up at a house that was a dry hole. There was no one there yet. Uh, another organization was on the north side of town, and they didn't hit a dry hole. They hit a little beehive. And uh, machine gun fire was out on the streets. There's a firefight going on up north. We're regrouping inside the house in a totally secure place. Um, yet I remember the moment like it was right now because I looked down. There's glass all over the floor because when charges go off, break all the windows. Things break. Yeah, the ship breaks whenever you blow stuff up. Um, and I remember I looked over at this interpreter, and I just had this thought, like, man, what the fuck's going through this guy's mind right now? Because I can't fathom it. Like, I've trained my whole life for this. And, and I looked over, and, and I was like, hey, man, are you scared? And he goes, no, nah, man, I'm good. I said, dude, I got a backpack full of bombs, two frags, and two guns and a lot of ammo. You got nothing? And I said, I'm fucking scared because that's machine gun fire, and that's where we're going. And his eyes got about that big, right? (laughs) And it hit me. It's like, man, that guy was more worried about what I thought of him. Because who's with me? I mean, because that's a fucking lie. (laughs) Like, are you scared? (laughs) Come on. You know, it's just the power, right? Uh, what he lacked was the courage to tell me, hell yeah, I'm scared, man. Yeah. That's simple. Bravado bullshit standing in the way of the truth. And, and uh, you know, specifically speaking of the male species, and, and, and because of its bred into us. It's what kept people from talking about PTSD, TBI, and suicide. It's what kept people from doing their jobs, yeah. truth be told. Yeah. Doing their jobs. Fear, right? And it's the wrong kind of fear. That guy should have been scared of one thing, which was where we were going. He was more worried about what I thought. And that summarizes why this podcast, our message, is needed by many. Uh, it ain't for everybody, by the way, because it is a damn hard way to live. Yeah. It's a painful, walking your truth is a painful way to live until the point it's not, which is the point of freedom. Yeah. Being at choice, being able to sit in peace, watch the world fall around and say, you know what, there's purpose in this and I'm going to figure it out. I'm not going to be a victim of it. There's purpose in me disciplining my son and watching him suffer rather than appeasing him so I don't have to feel that pain, by the way, because I fucked that up before and I don't anymore. There's purpose to healthy pain and walking your truth is painful yet rewarding and you will lead the life that is possible and believable as well. It's one thing to say, oh, it's fucking anything's possible. It's like, okay, what's possible for me? What's possible for you? Because until you believe that, you're fucked. Anything's possible is just a platitude that's throwing out there. It's like the boy whistling in the dark to fucking make himself feel better. Mm -hmm. Right? What we are doing um, is from a place of spreading positive energy and now at an exponential scale, knowing that it is going to be one of the coolest fucking rides you and I have ever been on. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm grateful to be on it with you, brother. 
Yeah, me too. Scott. And for you to be here, Nate, because trust me, if y'all see any, if we ever look good, it's because Nate made it all look good. <laughs> Tom, before I wrap this up, anything you'd like to say on the way out to the Dow? I'd just like to say, I was thinking of something witty. I thought you were going to say it's better to burn out and fade away. <laughs> See, that didn't come to me. <laughs> now, but what I would like to say is that I just want everyone to join us, you know what I mean, on this journey that we're on together, you know, be a part of this nation that we're building. Um, there's like-minded folks, principally driven, experience-based, and going in the same direction. Uh, not, not the same people, obviously, uh, but we're just all going the same direction, you know, and we have that accountability but more so than accountability we have that consequence you know I mean with each other that you know help us to stay on the path so Tom I was going to close this out but you just brought up something <laughs> that we can't leave out there so here we go yeah Tom just used the word uh, accountability and then he corrected it with consequence um and being from the military and folks that all of us work, all of us are out in jobs, and the most misused word there is is to hold people accountable. Accountable. Hold them accountable. Yeah. If, if I could fucking hold people accountable, everything would be done. Yeah. Nothing would be undone because they would be held to account. So we don't hold people accountable. We hold people to consequence. Um, you know, a, a lot of what we'll talk about on the show is integrity, and integrity is nothing more than doing what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it, the manner in which you said you were going to do it. And if you can't, contact the person, ask them if you can clean up the mess you made. Well, contacting someone or telling someone, hey, I screwed up, I can't meet the deadline, whatever it is, that is accountability. I'm an accountable human. You can't hold me to that. If I promise you I'm going to do something for you and you have no consequence in place, what recourse do you have? None. Can, so can you hold me accountable? No. And that's how this lesson was taught to me by a very wise man by the name of Dr. John Grinnell. Happy to plug John. A brilliant guy. And so I, I, that's actually just a tidbit I wanted to give you here in this first episode because it's a brilliant piece of wisdom uh, and it's a belief that I have. So, you know, we are a nation of accountable people as well. Yeah. Right. And we hold ourselves to consequence or we have a tribe member as part of the nation to hold me to consequence. So work and roll with strong people who walk their truth. Continue to join us here on the podcast because we're going to share as many tools as we can as it relates to how you can implement them in your lives to live OG free. Join us at www.ogfree.com. That's the website or follow us on Facebook at Original Freedom, LinkedIn, Original Freedom. And with that, we'll see you next episode.